When creating an exit strategy, business owners can't just account for the health of their books. They also must consider the health of their brand. Financials say a lot about an organization, but public awareness can mean the difference for a company that sells and a company that sits. I've known the talented PR team at HKA for many years, and I've seen firsthand how marketplace visibility equals marketplace value. If your brand needs a boost, contact the marketing communications experts at HKA by calling 714-426-0444 or visit them online at www.hkamarcom.com. Hi, this is Bill Black from the Exacoach Radio Show. Last year, a business owner friend of mine died suddenly and tragically, and his family was unprepared. In his honor, I'm giving away 1,000 of my ebooks entitled Business Continuity Five Steps to Protect Your Family Free. All you have to do is text the word family to 44222. That's family to 44222. Don't let your family be the victim of an unplanned business. Text family to 44222 for this free information today. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm very excited about my next guest. We're going to talk with Alan Godwin from private practice. He's a private practice psychologist out of Nashville, Tennessee. And, you know, let's let's face it. Most business owners that I talk to say that one of their biggest challenges is dealing with their people. And uh, Dr. Godwin is a psychologist in a private practice in Nashville, and he's going to be discussing how to deal with manipulators, and he's the author of How to Solve Your People Problems, in which he explains how to resolve conflict with reasonable people and how to deal with those that are unreasonable. So, Dr. Godwin, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the show. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into this this particular line of work. Uh, well, as you mentioned, I'm a psychologist. I'm in private practice in, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, worked with people a lot over the years. And I have just always had an interest in helping people understand uh, what makes them tick and what makes other people tick. I like uh, things of a relational nature. And um, and one of the things I've discovered over the years is a lot of people come to my office and they're talking about uh, frustrations in the workplace, and this, this is kind of my way of saying it, that, that they they rarely come in complaining about the widget machine, but they're usually complaining about the guy running the widget machine. So <laughs> it, it's Good usually point. people issues that, that uh, are the motivators for people to come in. So a lot of what I do is marital counseling, uh, and that's where you see relational problems occur in the, in the in the closest context, but but then you have to work with people all day long too, and see a lot of people issues come up that creates a lot of distress for people. Oh yeah, this is you're right. This is the biggest issue that we hear about on a regular basis. Is if I could just solve the people problems, life would be good. And right. So right. so it it comes down to the fact that uh, uh, people have. You know, people have jobs at their at their workplace. 
but they also bring all kinds of other issues in. And there's often a disrespect amongst managers and owners sometimes or family business issues come up. So you're going to be very busy for a very long time, Dr. Godwin, <laughs> in this in this field. Yeah. What What are some of the the most common issues that people come to you with? Uh, well, I, I see a lot of people in my office, and a lot of times the, the incentive for them to come usually is something in the depression or anxiety category. Um, and that's a legitimate diagnosis, and, and, and we, we can uh, treat that mood state, but a lot of times what I've found is that uh, if you look behind uh, those emotional struggles, if you unpack their story, um, it's, it's very common to see that this person has been wrapped up in some manipulator's drama, and and it really takes its toll on people. And that might not be the the noticeable reason they're reason they're coming to see somebody like me, but they've been wrapped up in one of those dramas. And it's this is my quick way to say it: it drives you crazy, it wears you out, and it makes you sick. And um, so, a lot of times when people come into my office, a lot of what I'm trying to do is help them identify those drama situations and then figure out how to become drama non-participants because the longer you stay in a drama, the worse worse effect that it has on you. I can imagine it would be draining and day after day you, you have to go to the office and you're going to face the same thing over again and people, of course, uh, take on different roles in the workplace. So yeah. uh, when So you do you teach people then that are in that situation, how to begin to deal with the manipulator, the, the, the person that's wrapped, you know, wrapping them yeah. up in this type of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there, there was a, a lot of people have used to watch that show, the office that came on, uh, back sure. in, uh, the, uh, 2002, 2003, somewhere in that neighborhood. It was a comedy, but it really did capture, what it's like to go to work every day and and in an office that's run by somebody who's a little crazy. You know, Michael Scott played the quintessential narcissist. Mm -hmm. And and one of one of the sub themes of that show was how do you deal with that? And everybody all the characters had a little bit different way of dealing with it. Um but but that's a that's a real common scenario. I've I've talked to more people who it said to me, did you ever watch The Office? That's exactly what my office is like. I mean, on, on a day-to-day -day basis, that's what, what it is. So a lot of what I'm doing is trying to help people understand um, the normal people methods don't work well with manipulators. You have to use some different methods. And that's that's not, some, that's not common knowledge. Um, people don't understand that very well. So a lot of what I'm trying to do is help people understand the different methods that you do use with manipulators. It, my other term for manipulators is they are unreasonable people. And mm -hmm. The reason I say that is because they are unreasonable. They have neither the ability nor willingness to work things through well. They just want to be right. So what do you? how do you use reason methods with somebody who's not uh, reasonable, and so that that's a lot of what I'm trying to help clients understand. Now, I'd be interested to know, as a professional, um, how many how many categories or classifications when someone's describing someone to you, 
um, would there be three or four or five different classifications of unreasonable people, for instance? I mean, some, yeah. some might be more, some might be aggressive, some might be passive, some yeah. might be harmful, some are just, you know, just let it go. So how right. how how do you segregate those in in your yeah. mind when you're thinking of someone and saying okay yeah. this is a you know this is a yeah a, number three <laughs> well of course any any categorization scheme you come up with is going to leave a, leave out a lot of information so any anything can be run the risk of being overly simplistic but what I have observed over the years is you've got um, the, the, three types of drama that, that are very predominant. These are not, but I think, three that you see often. One of them is what I call a master drama. And what that means is that manipulator's role inside that drama is to be in charge. Your role inside the drama is to do what they need you to do or be who they need you to be. And as long as both people stay inside their drama obligations, then they have a quote-unquote good relationship. Now, it's not really good, but from the manipulator's standpoint, that's how you make relationships work is stay inside your drama obligation. So that's one. Another one is the, uh, I call the martyr drama, where the way that works is my role is to be taken care of. Your role is to take care of me. As long as we stay inside of our drama obligations, therefore we'll have a good relationship. And then the last one I call the messiah drama. And all that means is my role is to do things for you. Your role is to be grateful for the help that I provide. <laughs> so as long as we perform our roles, that's how we make relationships work. That's and so great. What, ha- mm-hmm. what happens with all three of these, it, it, you're, you're not resolving pe- the people problems through conflict resolution. You're resolving it through drama participation. And if you get wrapped up in a drama, that's what that's what I was saying earlier. It makes you sick, it drives you crazy, and it wears you out. It really takes its toll on Now, it but the first the first level of awareness is determining what type of a drama am I involved in, and what's my role expected to be. And then and then the question, of course, is do I do I want to play that role, or is it making me sick? Uh, is, yeah. it, is it you know? And then if it's making me sick. How do I, what do I do about that? Can you change right. the role in that situation? I mean, can you have impact and, and how, how so? Well, good question. That Now, there are some people, uh, there's a kind of a subset of those who are manipulators. That if you um, refuse to play your role in the drama, if you refuse the enticement to be a drama participant, and you leave that person alone all by themselves in the drama, there are people who can actually start to grow, and they will um, figure out more healthy ways to relate. There's other people who they will not change one bit. They'll they'll stay the same no matter what you do. And then you kind of have to figure out how to manage them. Uh, They're not going to change, but I can manage my relationship with them. Then there's other people who who can be quite dangerous. If you don't you don't play your role, they'll um hurt you in some way. Either either physically or they may destroy your reputation. They they may destroy your ability to make a living. And so they they really are dangerous. So Yeah, they're um, they're gonna try to punish you somehow. So yeah. so that's so if you're as the individual so so 
I'm trying to go through one scenario would be, okay, I'm in a situation, I'm not comfortable, I'm going to try to visit with you and figure out how to make changes so that I'm not feeling manipulated and this person's uh, not getting what they want. The other way, I guess, would be report them to the drama police, <laughs> which would be, which might you know, be this, person, yeah. <laughs> this person yeah. has a problem, and if you don't fix yeah. it, we're all going to have a problem kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, so my question there would be, if someone does that and the and they say you need to go, um, you know, visit with the doctor, Doctor Goodwin here. I, I'm sorry, Doctor Godwin, and figure out, uh, you know, why you have this issue. Now we're talking about the manipulator. Can yeah. you change the spots on a leopard? Are those people changeable? Well, that, and that's why I said there are some people who um, actually, if they get frustrated enough with their inability to get other people to relate to them through drama and they're frustrated enough, there are some people who can actually start to grow their reason abilities. That they can they can develop those. Um, but I would say that's the smaller subset. Uh, I think uh, most people will stay the same. And so that's where we come up with that phrase, you can't change leopard spots. They're, they are the way they are. And you you may be able to manage your uh, dealings with them in such a way that you're not part of their drama as much, but they don't change. They remain the same. So it, it, it kind of depends. Yeah, it's it's a very complicated issue, and I see this a lot. Yeah. Um, one example, and this is just a case study into itself, is family businesses where where sons or daughters come in under the parent and people and they come in with this um entitlement attitude i call it you know big hat no cattle um yeah yeah right right <laughs> but, but right. and and they expect that because of their relationship to the owner that everybody's going to give them respect and then they wonder why nobody does and then they become bullies and and things go go badly right yeah we we call these people names and, and usually they're terms of derision you know we, we have all kinds of dirty names that we used to call them but bull in the china shop or, or bully is a good word you know they, they're going to use some kind of methods of intimidation to get you back into their desired mode and so that's that's why you can't use reasonable methods to deal with people who don't have reason abilities um, one of our founding fathers uh, thomas Paine, said um, trying to use reason with someone who is devoid of the use of reason is like administering medicine to the dead. <laughs> so I thought that was a wow. pretty succinct way to say that. Mm. So, so a lot of what I do is try to, to, to strategize with people. Here you are in this situation. Uh, if you can't reason with them, let's talk about what you can do. And there's no one-size-fits-all uh, approach. There's what 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 might work very well in one set of circumstances won't work so well in the next one. But that's a lot of what I do with people is trying to help them strategize about that. That's fantastic. And so uh, when someone, uh, you know, if someone's listening and they're they're saying, you know, I, I just can't face this person one more day, is the first step to give you a call and tell you about what the situation is and then figure out a course of action from there. Uh, that's a lot of what I do. Now, um, there are some situations where the person has a prerogative to leave. 
they don't have to work at this place for the rest of their lives. And so they can start looking around for an alternate place of employment and, and find one and then leave that place. There's other situations where somebody's kind of locked in. You know, may, maybe the jobs are scarce in their area. Or this is They can't find one that pays as well as this one, and so they've got to maintain the presence in this job. Now, the strategy is a little bit different. How can I wear my emotional coat in mm-hmm. such a way that this person doesn't get to me as much? Uh, they're not going to change, but I'm going to insulate myself in such a way that they don't get to me as much. And mm-hmm. what I tell people a lot of times, that that's easier. That's easy to talk about. It's not necessarily easy to do. It's doable. Um, but um, people can learn to do that. And sometimes that's called man- managing your manager, you know, where you mm-hmm. figure out a way to just not let them um, uh, have the same impact that they would otherwise. And again, for you, for you that are listening, that are business leaders, and maybe you've appointed a second in command. It could be a, a relative, or it could just be a, another employee that you've put in, and you're recognizing that they're not getting the respect that they need. That could be a reason. I mean, they should know about this information as well, should they not? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, you have, you have a book out that's called How to Solve Your People Problems. Is that right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and what I do in there, I talk about two two main subjects. One is how do you resolve things with somebody who is also reasonable? So you got two reasonable people who want to resolve things. What do you need to do? The other section of the book is how do you deal with unreasonable people? And that's a lot of what we're talking about here. The methods are different. And if you try to use reasonable people methods with unreasonable people, it'll fail. So you have to have some alternate methods. Well, we all know reasonable people and unreasonable people. (laughs) And probably have to deal with them at some point. So it sounds yep. like a very valuable um, lesson and, and read, and it's available on Amazon. The book is called How to Solve Your People Problems. Now, Dr. Godwin, do you also speak at groups and that type of thing? I do, yes. I, I, I travel with uh, an outfit called Cross Concation that does um, uh, continuing education credits for mental health professionals. So I'm, I'm, I travel around the country and do that. Um, several times a month. And right now, the, the subject that I'm talking about is called Inside the Manipulator's Mind. So it, mm-hmm. it, it it's, it's this stuff that we're talking about today. That's what I'm talking to about mental health professionals. Very, very valuable information. And again, it goes back to our opening statement, which is people uh, have, you know, if, I hear it all the time. If I could get rid of my people problems, life would be wonderful. <laughs> but yeah. you can't. Well, you know, Charlie, you Brown this... said, yeah, Charlie Brown said, if I, I love humanity as people, I can't stand. So. <laughs> okay. Now, how do our, uh, besides getting your book on uh, on Amazon, what's the best way for our listeners to reach you? I, I've got a website. It's called peopleproblems.org. And so, um there's there's quite a bit of information on there. My contact is information is on there. So if somebody would like to get in touch with me, they, they can do it through that site. That's a great URL. So it's peopleproblems.org. And again, right. to our listeners, here now you have a resource. Uh, start learning about these issues. Don't let it go one more day. Start learning about these issues from someone who does it for a living and, and really uh, get a sense of how you can deal with this. And 
Dr. Godwin, I really appreciate you coming on. I think it's wonderful information. And again, I would like to invite you back at some other time to go deeper on some of these issues. I think we got a lot out of this in 20 minutes. And uh, again, thank you so much. Well, it's been a pleasure. All right. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back after this. So please stay tuned. You're listening to one of many shows on ExitCoachRadio.com. We're interviewing advisors, authors, and thought leaders for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. If you'd like to be a guest on any of our shows, go to guest.exitcoachradio.com. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. 